You're listening to a Bored to Death Hero Cast, talking superhero anime and other hero fare in easily digestible chunks. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, and other assorted gender assignations. Welcome back to the Bored to Death Hero Cast. I am Jay, being joined by Sam. And we are back to continue Season 5 of My Hero Academia with a one-episode uh, binge this week, as opposed to the two-parters that we've been that we've done the last two uh, editions. Uh, because this time, the match is only going to take place over one episode instead of two. Yep. Um, once the uh, 1A versus 1B arc is finished, we'll just handle it, I guess, on a week-by-week basis. Yeah. Again, uh... But, uh, so, we've had three matches of Class 1A versus 1B. We've had a win each. for And a draw. And a draw. And the draw was literally just a case of uh, neither team was in a position to actually be able to pull out a... Well, actually, it was more a case of 1B was not in a position where they could easily pull off a win. Or pull off a win in general. Yeah, and this so she, and so she so she just she just went for a way for her for her team to not lose. Pony. Yep, Pony uh, just basically forced a draw by taking her teammates as well as one of one uh, A's students up high out of reach of Ojiro. Was it the tent, Tenta Arms? I just call him Tenta. Tenta Arms because um, he because he couldn't get he couldn't. Get high enough, fast enough to be able to stop her, uh, and all of his, his team, Jiro, and all of his teammates were either KO's. Jiro's uh, right there. Yeah, and that's I her. said Ojiro. Ojiro, hold Is on. Is it Ojiro? Uh, Shoji. That's who I was. I was about to of. say that didn't sound like uh, Shoji. Uh, was basically his tail guy was uh, already in the jail. Uh, Ida was trapped under rubble. That had been liquefied and then and then hardened again, and or softened, softened and then just hardened again on top of him, and she had Shoto in her in her grasp, unconscious, uh, and so yeah, basically forced forced to draw. So now we've got Team Bakugo, and it's him, Sugar Rush, Saro, and uh, Jiro, the earphone earphone jack. And don't remember off the top of top of my head who their who their opponents are, but it's going to be interesting to see how this how this goes because it's because it's Bakugo who doesn't play well with others. It's just sort of like he doesn't he doesn't pay attention to the plan. Well, he's not even trying to plan. Yeah, because he's just like just stay out of my way, nerds. Follow me. Yeah. So this will be a. Relatively quick binge, in theory, then a relatively short episode. We'll, we'll find out how, depending on how much talking we have to do after the fact. But uh, don't think there's really much else to add for, for this one. Uh, the description just says, Bakugo shows a different side of himself in the fourth team match as the class battles continue. Maybe this is going to be a case of where we're going to see Bakugo actually, again, proves that he's far smarter than he lets on. What do you think the outcome's going to be? <clears throat> see, the, the, see the draw in there kind of throw, throws everything into question. <laughs> I, I just had a thought. We could have another draw 
of some sort. So that everything then rests on the final match. You know, with Team Deku versus Team uh, Monomo. Because hmm. that's how you do these things when you have when you have uh, th- this sort of thing. You, you always end up they're in a position where it's where uh, the the hero team like needs the victory in the final in the final uh, confrontation or whatever to give themselves the win. Whether it's a case of they're all tied up or it's like they're. It, they're way behind on points, but there's a possibility if they do things... There's a the, long shot. Yeah, there's a long shot, but we could still pull out the win kind of thing. So, um, so we'll you're f- resting on a draw. I'm I'm guessing we might get a draw, but, you know, who knows? This this anime likes to throw curveballs <laughs> every now and then oh, to, yeah. to how I expect the tropes to function. Which is good. It keeps things fresh. So exactly. You're not, like, sitting there, like, all right. Just like how sometimes after a while the writing and wrestling got to the point of all right they're gonna get a draw there's gonna be a run in yeah it's just like every single time I'm like okay so where's the run in gonna happen and sometimes sometimes the run in doesn't happen and I'm like huh I'm pleasantly surprised this was a normal match not you but sometimes it's because yeah like the run in doesn't happen but the heel still wins and I'm just like no that's not how this is supposed to go (laughs) this is not how I pictured it damn it yeah I don't necessarily think of that as a bad thing but sometimes I'm just sort of like you built up this you know sometimes it's like the case of the story was built up in such a way that it's like the the face needed the win. It's like this was the guy. This was the guy that was going to overcome and get the big win to finally defeat the defeat the defeat the heel. And then it's like the hero doesn't win. It's like so where do you go go with the hero now? Or it's like who this was like the best option to defeat the bad guy. Who who do you have beat him now? No sort of one. thing. I mean, there's been plenty of those across various promotions that I follow that I follow WWE there's there's a bunch of those right now Roman Reigns uh in his current tribal chief thing I'm just like okay who do who who do you do you have him drop the title to kind of thing um and I mean we're getting way off topic now yeah we are but yeah I I could talk about I could talk about wrestling for hours so rather than that should be a completely separate podcast that we, we should do. But uh, <laughs> a wrestlecast, yeah. Um, but that will go ahead and wrap up this intro. So we'll see you after the episode. Hello, and thanks for listening. While we're binging, please give us a like and subscribe. If you want to reach out, do it via our social media on Facebook or Twitter at BTD underscore BingeCast. The Board to Death Clan is part of the CKCC radio family, including J Bunny's Music Hub, The Race Nerd Podcast, Real Paranormal Talk, Ranking Tracks, Motivational Moves, The A Show, Park Hopper 101, and The Nerd Table. Please consider supporting CKCC Radio on Patreon so we can continue to bring you podcast content. And now, the binge is done, so let's get to the discussion. And we're back. So, definitely wasn't the finish I was expecting. I called a draw and I was very much wrong. Uh, Were you pleasantly surprised? I was very pleasantly surprised by that. Are you becoming a Bakugo fan? I don't want to be. (laughs) I I don't want to be either, but goddammit. But I do like that it's like, yeah, he's still the same jerk that we that we know, but he's now basically showing that yeah, there's some maturity developing there. Kind of. Um, it's going to take some some major event to get him out of his jerk 
jerk-ass nature. But, I don't think that's just what sets him apart at this point. Yeah, but at the same time, Endeavor was kind of a jerk himself until uh, he got put in the position of being the number one hero and realizing, shit, I need, I, I have some big I wanted sh- to earn it my way, but... Not only that, but realizing that as the new number one hero, he needs to be the symbol of peace and all that, and being his usual gruff, you know, get-out-of-my-way self isn't going to... Isn't going to win him a lot of a lot of fans that way. Um, but regardless, um, yeah, Bakugo is actually developing into a team player. Granted, it's a, uh, he's a team player in the way of do what I say and we'll make it out of this. But but he did say I'll protect you. You just got to make sure you can protect me as well. And once they but once they saw that yeah he was following through on that promise. They followed through. They they followed suit. Um, but I didn't think they wouldn't anyway. This but. is true, but you know they showed much more willing to go go along with his plan once he showed. Yeah, he actually is caring about his. Well, how much he screams extras all the time. He yeah, wanted everyone to. He wanted that match to be flawless. Well, yeah, he he basically said that he wanted to. You know, because he is all about standing out. From everybody else, it's not just enough for him to win. He needs to win in convincing, overwhelming fashion, and so that's what he said to the team: is just sort of like, "I want, I want our victory to be unquestionable. It's going to be a flawless victory, four to zero. Mm-hmm. And you know, the and the one B team we had Tokage. We knew that she was on it because they put some focus on her in the last episode, or basically said that she that she's. A very she has a she has a very strong quirk kind of thing. Strong quirk and intelligent, like, mm-hmm. was planning for things. And to be fair, they did have a very good plan. They just weren't counting on Bakugo actually working with his team, or but, the way he did. Because they were like, okay, well, let's just trap the whole team and just work on Bakugo. And instead, Bakugo busted the team out, and then they were like, oh shit! <laughs> but they still kept trying to focus too much on him rather than try to get everybody else. And remove his support structure, but uh, uh, Tokage, she her quirk was called like lizard tail split. Yeah, it's like a lizard tail splitter. Um, and basically, like those lizards who can like detach their tails and then regrow them, she can essentially control it. Uh, well, not only that, she can break her body apart into multiple components, up to fifty, up to fifty. That she, that she can, can control. then control. So it's like ponies' uh, horns, but in a much wider spread. Um, well, if you really think about it, she's just taking like chunks of meat and flesh and just slapping them on the metal to fuck with Jiro's yeah. sound. Well, we ha- we didn't really get a good sense of what else she can really do with that. Um, but I, I think we saw her. It, it, it sort of reminds me of Buggy's uh, devil fruit power in One Piece. Because he can like split himself into multiple pieces and think, control them. I swear we saw her do something similar. I don't know. I thought she was in the uh, the hero exam. Maybe it's one of those things we'd have to go back and rewatch to see if we spot her in the background or something. I don't know. If she got a whole lot of focus, uh, but there was also Bondo, who has like a glue power. He basically just sprays glue out of his face. Um. Uh, Kamakiri, who can like sprout blades from any part of his body, has a very sort of lizard kind of look to him. You said it; uh, he sort of reminded you of Stain 
Yeah, the, way. the way he was talking, the way he was acting. Mm. I was like, uh, I don't know. Maybe a more noble kind of stain. <laughs> but, um, and then we had Awase, who was, who, we saw him in the summer camp arc. Yes. He had the welding power. And he basically carries a bunch of pouches with, like, steel rods and stuff in them that he then you can, like, use those things to weld weld stuff together. He, they laid a trap for Bakugo, and he tried to weld him in place so that he couldn't move. But then Sugar Rush just came in, broke all the broke all the stuff with his super strength, and Bakugo was able to race in. And Well, then he uh, basically... He went straight at him, and then... Av- and then suddenly him. went up. He you know, just sort of left a smoke screen around uh, Kamakiri for... Uh, no, it wasn't for Kamakiri. It was for... Uh, for uh, for Awase and Saro and uh, Jiro just got up close and overwhelmed him with uh, her sonic attack and it was just that was the story all around it's just like they you know Bakugo wasn't just trying to take everybody down just by himself he was in some cases setting them up for his team to to sweep in and clear them out he went straight after Bondo after that and did a big old smoke screen as uh, Sugar Rush came in and just tackled his ass. Mm-hmm. And just blah, knocked him down, and then it was just a case of... Put him of, in the Fujiwa armbar. Yep. Yeah. Uh, going back to wrestling stuff. Uh, and then there was uh, Tokage, who was starting to panic because she was like, they weren't expecting Bakugo to be a team player. And then Bako just comes up right in front of her. Oh no! It was well. You're skipping a lot oh, of good stuff. Okay. Um, he took ahead. out. He got attacked by. Um, what's his face? The, the Mantis guy. Kamakiri. Kamakiri got attacked by him, and him and Sarah took him down. And Sarah was doing a lot of internal. Oh, that's right. You, <laughs> yeah. can't, you can't. I forgot that. about. I forgot about Sarah. Yeah. Because Sarah, we don't get a whole lot from. All the time, and he actually got a little bit of spark there because he never was part of the remedial class. He's showing how smart he is in this episode. It's, he's he's showing that while his quirk may you know ha- has some versatility, but isn't as powerful as everyone else's. To the point you may wonder, it's like why did he make it to the hero course? Because he's actually pretty smart. Because uh, yeah, he figured out how Kamaki- not, uh, Tokage's quirk yep. operated. And so he was going around taping, you know, noticing that over time the pieces that she detached stopped moving, and then she had to, and then she regrew those pieces. So all he did was just start taping down the pieces so that they couldn't. Well, fly he also close. put together that they mentioned she could do up to fifty, and then Jiro said she was hearing less and less as the. So match he would go. realized, He's like, okay, so they're having to come back to her so she can reset the timer, and that she probably can't keep regrowing forever, so she would have to bring them back. And um, so that's why he was he started taping taping Rosu. Yeah, it's like there's only so much you can, you can do before you're tapping your body's energy. He's like taping down the some that are still moving, one to help Jiro, and two to just keep him from being able to go back to her. So she has to be at like half power. And then he taped. Well, and we forgot we, to mention we that. forgot to mention that when Bakugo was planning with his teams, he gave each of them like a grenade <laughs> that he. Uh, Probably. It's like a support item. Yeah, it's one of his support items. That, that he probably just fills with some of his nitroglycerin sweat. And has some kind of accelerant in it. Yep, and uh, basically just told you know told them to use these you know at opportune moments. They're, kind they're of not they're not a 
big, but they'll get the job done. Yeah, and so he tapes one of those grenades to one of Tokage's pieces. That were floating back to her. <laughs> that was the, as she was bringing it back, she spotted it, quickly got out of the way of the explosion. She was like, that was too close. And then Bakugo's just like, hi. <laughs> and Kame literally like, Kamehameha right in her face. And just completely KO'd her. And yeah, it was a it was a flawless victory. And as we found out from Vlad King afterwards, it took less than five minutes. Oh yeah. Um, and there there was a bit of the humor early, earlier on in the episode as uh, Vlad King is talking up talking up uh, his his class and the, and they again call him on the biased commentary and Aizawa just shows up and is just like stop stop complaining about it's it. Like, would you do this if this was a real thing that happened? <laughs> yeah. Like. It's just push out, push aside the distractions, kind of thing. He says, "You doing this and being the way it is right now, you're making me look bad, and then in turn making me look worse than Vlad." And all so, you're doing is complaining because Class One B is not complaining; they're strategizing. Yeah, it's just like, um, and yeah, after the match, we got some some stuff. You know, one uh, A's. Team got a bunch of praise from everyone. Uh, you know, Bakugo, you know, get got some praise for actually being a team player and every and everything. And One B's team gets chastised by Vlad King. It's like you came up with a good plan, but you were too focused on that plan instead of being more flexible. flexible and, um, and Tokage was really sort of bummed about the whole thing. I gotta remember, Monoma was uh, losing his mind. Yeah, M- Monoma, Monoma's eye was like twitching as he saw that Bakugo had started maturing, and it's like. They were so focused on their own growth that they all seemed to assume that 1A hadn't been making major strides because yeah, they were still doing, like, strategies and stuff that thinking that they were the same as they were in, like, the sport, even back to the sports festival. It's just like, yeah, you guys have been training hard, but don't assume that 1A hasn't been doing the same or that they haven't had to step up their game because of all the disasters they've been a part of. They fought true-to-life villains, big hero uh, villain groups that the... Uh, the hero society and it's like, is trying to take Yeah, Manoma keeps calling them like troublemakers. It's like, they're not the ones making the trouble. The trouble is just finding them. Right. Um, but, yeah, and we saw that Manoma, yeah, he's he's always a large ham you know, about things, but he's supportive of his of his classmates. Which is good. I, yes. I, I like that part of his it, character. It, it rounds out his character. It's like... He's a good. He's a good classmate and every and everything to have. It's just he is so focused on this rivalry with one A. So as soon as one A steps in, steps into the picture, he immediately becomes. We have to. We have to surpass them in all possible ways. You know, kind of thing. We need to prove we're the superior class. And the I rest, think he and the rest it. of one B is just like, dude, let it go. <laughs> I honestly think he's doing it for mind games. I maybe, but I think that's just genuinely how his how his brain is somewhat I, wired. I don't know. He he's got to have an ulterior motive because he only does it in front of class one A when they're paying attention to him, doing it to try to kind of put that little doubt in their head or demoralize them. In some I way. don't doubt that he is also trying to weaponize it, but I don't <laughs> think it is strictly for uh, for mind games. I think it is he is wired that way, but he is also smart enough to try to weaponize it. <laughs> Um, also, we see that episode ninety nine. He has like a real crazed look on his face. Oh yeah, um, I'm assuming that's because he's about to do something with his copy power, <laughs> or maybe it's like he's got. Well, we, we all. Or think... maybe you know, it's a case of somebody's just been hit with the brainwashing from Shinso, and he's about. He's just like, ha ha! I have you in my, I have you in my sights, <laughs> kind of thing. 
So because the brainwashing would be good to stop him, so he could take like a copy of Quark. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can't count him out at all oh, during no. this next one. Definitely not. So he could copy, power but from he's also but he's or... also recognized that he may have problems copying uh, Deku's Quirk. I wonder why he thinks that. Well, I don't. Know. I know why he can't. Yeah, we um, saw that in the movie. Mm-hmm. Because um, we're assume we're assuming that uh, his copy uh, Quirk thing works very much like Nine's power power theft thing, but he can only hold so many things at a time. Um, well, I mean, we already know you can only do at the time of the sports vessel three. This is true. He could have stepped up. He could have uh, developed his power so that he can now copy more. But so he's going to. It's one for all. It's, in theory, <laughs> he could be in danger too of losing his quirk to them stealing it. The, that's a fa- the, the, the League of Villains. If they figure out how figure out his his quirk, that's that's especially a, that's brainwashing a good, too. Shinso would be in, would be in a lot of trouble, but Manoma's quirk is one that they would probably want to get their hands on too oh yeah um the tail uh, splitter ability too yeah there's you know you put put that together with the make blades out of anything or out of your body anywhere just have this tiny little piece pieces flying up and, and then, then you have so many like these fly, whirling blades going everywhere get the yeah. whirlwind ability too I mean, you, when you stop and think about what the League of Villains can do with like the Nomus and everything, it becomes terrifying. I mean, especially especially as they're making more and more high-end ones. You know they're going to make more high-end ones like the one that uh, Endeavor fought. Do you Endeavor think, and Hawks fought. Do you think Dobby is truly a villain? Too soon to tell. Um, I, think it's, I think it's just a lot of daddy issues. <laughs> you know, I think... Because we're both convinced that it's Toya. Oh, yeah. <coughs> my, my big thing about it is we hadn't seen any redeeming qualities from any of the villains in a sense of why they're doing what they're doing aside from him where he was asked if he's like you remember that person that's uh, he he had a family he had kids and everything he's like, oh yeah he's probably dead and he's like do you ever think of them or their family yeah, every t- and then the time, that man. scene where he's at the dock he's just like every every night mm-hmm. every day all well, day the only sort of redeeming and then he's like kind of like Led between its stitches. Yeah. The only redeeming quality I really noticed among the League of Villains, specifically Shigaraki's group within the League of Villains, is that they have developed a very close bond with one another. Yeah. It's like they do care about one another and they do protect each other in that in that respect. There's no other redeeming qualities <laughs> there. Like we haven't seen why except for twice. Yeah. Why kind of things go? Yeah, the it's way like you go. can sympathize there. It's just like he had a really traumatic experience that left him broken. He broke himself. Yeah, it's enti- it was entirely self inflicted. But you kind of feel sorry for him. But then he found like a new group like, that I actually that, see that sort of welcomes him. Toga's background, what school she went to, what mm-hmm. drove her to do what she's doing. It can't just be like one day I just all of a sudden oh yep yeah, I want to be like Stain. It 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 has to be something ticking in that direction to even bring you that far. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that I wanted to bring up during the discussion, and we've sort of talked about it before, but it's like the character designs in uh, My Hero, is there are little subtle things that you don't necessarily pick up on right away, but it's like, I don't know how I didn't sort of notice it before, but with Jiro, the little highlights in her hair are shaped like sound waves. <laughs> 
Um, and um, I'm just like, that's Saros hair, like Saros, the, the Saros hair, the bangs in the, in front are shaped like the tape, uh, cutter on a, on a tape dispenser or a cut piece of tape. Cause the bottom part of his mask is the cutter part. This could be the piece of tape that already got cut off. There you go. Um, Bakugo's hair just sort of going everywhere. Explosion. It's like an explosion. Um, that's kind of why he has the fins on his mask to make it like flowing explosion. Yep. And well, the, the those fins aren't on his mask. They're on the no, they are. That's right. He just pulled it, pulled it. He back. pulled it down. That's yeah. right. Um, there's like a lot of those little little touches, uh, you know, for the ones that aren't the more outlandish sort of character designs, like, uh, um, like, like uh, Asui, you know, Froppy, you know, everything about her is like frog. She frog. But, um, but the more subtle ones, the little little touches and stuff like that, the little. Like you pointed out with um, Mushroom Girl, that her like her eyes are shaped like uh, shiitake mushrooms. I don't yes. know what a shiitake mushroom looks like, so I'm just, like I mean, I'm, accept, I'm accepting that you're, I'm accepting that you're correct about that, um, and thing and all those sorts of things. It's like well, I Sarah's even his elbows and stuff. You've got the the, well, that's the just, wheels. Yeah, but that's just like part of his quirk in general. You know, sort of well, thing. His, also, his uh, shoulder pads. The shoulder pads are shaped like tape dispensers, also. But yeah, it's like once once you've accepted, you're going to become a hero, and you're going to basically gonna you're going to lean into the to the stylistic things like that, like with um, uh, Mineta. You know, his his his, 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 his has a little grape stem on the on the on the on the his top. Name is grape juice. Like, That's his hero name. I, I know, I know, but I'm just like he literally just designed part of his costume to have like a, that little like grape stem poking out of the top What's of his head. What's the big baby diaper though? I don't get. It. I don't. Not sure what, what a the, bowl. Maybe it's a bowl to hold the grapes. Yep. Um, a bowl of grapes. <laughs> that's his. That's his outfit. Um, it's, it's like and it's like with um, Bakugo how his uh, how his costume has like the grenade designs to go along with all the explosions and everything i mean also his support gear on his hands to yeah. make it so he can store that ex- excess sweat that that's another thing he also mentioned during the fight he's like it took him a while to get used to the cold because he's so used to just burning up in his suit and producing that sweat to make the explosions it but because it's colder out it, it's because it's colder out it regulates his body temperature temperature more so he had to I, 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 he had to have uh, that's you know that's a, that's a, that's a good point. I forgot I uh, see and it's little subtle things like that that is That's why they were saying mentioning all their winter outfits. Mm-hmm. You know, not only cuz it's cold but for him especially because he needs to have that so he can sweat more. Mm-hmm. It's you know it's like why don't why not just wear that sort of stuff in the summertime also? You'll sweat even more. But Probably overheat. That's true. Um it's like with uh, it's like with Shoto. It's like yeah, he can use his uh he can use just his ice cork, but then like the like bo- his body will start to frost over. So he needs to use his his fire uh, cork as well to the fire half of his cork to help regulate his body temperature, and vice versa. You get you crank up the heat too much, you start to overheat. It's uh, something similar pops up in Fire Force, which I've been watching with Zeke. Um, one there are uh, there is a a character who. Is another one of, is one of the many pyrokinetics in the in the series, but in the in part of his backstory, he was fighting up a uh, an infernal that was like a really powerful one, and he had to crank his power up past his limits. Oh, you just got to those episodes, the one uh, fourth. Um, no, this is like with the seventh in the traditionalist 
neighborhood. The the lieutenant for the the guy with the two two types of powers. The one wearing all the bandages. You may not. No, that he was from the fourth. Is he from? Was that mm-hmm. the fourth division? I thought they were seventh. The one where it looks more Japan. Yeah. Like oh, yeah, if, that, if that is fourth, then I then I'm misremembering. But um, the, yeah, no, but that, like that, that. But that character, it's like he's he overheated himself, and so now he basically can't use his power anymore, or, or else he'll decay more. It'll just he'll start burning up even faster. Um, it's like they're they put in those sorts of limits. It's like yeah, you can power up, but you run the risk of literally burning yourself out. Um, that was a problem All Might had after um, he got injured by uh, All for One. He couldn't keep uh, keep up all for, uh, keep up one for all permanently, and you know he started getting less and less time that he could remain active before he'd. Uh, was it seventh? Oh. Oh. But just see where Benny Maru is. In the yeah, Benny Maru. Yeah, that's that's the leader of that one. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's, I like that they're sort of working and that there are, that they are. No, you're right. It's seven. Okay. That's what I thought. Um, but yeah, it's like they put in these, these limitations with, with everything and the little quirks of character designs, like the shape of characters eyes or their hair or other things like that. It's all, uh, stuff that isn't like part of costumes because costumes are something that they can specifically try to do to emphasize things but something like the way the the highlight sort of shows up in a character's hair from just like light hitting it shape being shaped like a being shaped like a waveform is something completely different um it was a good episode uh definitely shows how far bakugo has come and that he's now just sort of, as he told deku it's just sort of like i'm pulling ahead I'm moving so fast you won't be able to keep up. And yes, I will. <laughs> Shut up, nerd. <laughs> and, and Deku's just sort of like, I take that as a challenge, sir. <laughs> oh, I'll catch up. Shut it, nerd. Yeah. Well, I like that even when Deku tried to like praise him, he's like, get out of my way! He's like, he's like I'm, I'm not, not even, even in, in front, front of you. Of you. <laughs> it's like, just sort of like, Bakko's like just like, force of habit. <laughs> oh, he was like, no, I'm, you're in my way of becoming number one here. Mm-hmm. Get out of my way. Yeah. Um, Isn't that right, Binge Cat? <laughs> and a yawn. <laughs> He's just like, you guys are being loud. I'm trying to sleep. You're a cat. You sleep all the time anyway. He's like, shut up. Um, but yeah, it was a good episode. Uh, next two are going to be interesting to see how uh, 1B makes use of Shinso and how they try to deal with Deku. Because his team doesn't really have a whole lot of great fighters. Deku is like the the, the only heavy hitter. Because he's got Mineta, you know, who has pop off. Who has pop stick. off? He, he's, they've got Pinky with the acid. They've got acid. They've got stuck. They've got anti gravity, and that's it. <laughs> it's like Deku is, and but you know, to the to Deku, but Deku also realizes that he's going to be the target, so he's basically offering himself up as bait. And we're going to see how that goes, especially because they're at a numerical disadvantage already. Against a team that already pretty much knows what they what they're what they can do, they don't know, know necessarily that Deku's quirk is acting up in a way, um, and we don't know that One A necessarily recognizes what One B's quirks are. They know Monoma's copy ability. They know Shinso's brainwashing ability. Um, the other three, the other three, 
Um, there was the, like the girl on the team. It just said her quirk was size, which says to me some sort of size changing quirk. Can she change? Uh, the question is, can she change herself or other things? That's the only thing we don't know. Um, we have uh, the guy with the scouter over his eye, and his quirk was listed as twin impact, but don't really know what that means. I wonder if he can launch himself like a missile. Um, so that, yeah, I the, couldn't the, really tell those... what he could do in the the girl with the. Uh... Oh, and Poltergeist. That's yeah. right. Forgot about her. I was like, "There's somebody that I'm forgetting. Who is it?" It was Poltergeist. Um, well, that's her. Well, that's what that's where her quirk is, and from that, I'm assuming that her quirk allows her to possess objects in some way. I, that's like they have I said, a lot of I'm possession assuming. on their team. They can you can possess other people's abilities, possess them by brainwashing, and possibly possess other objects. But Shinzo also knows that his quirk doesn't work on Deku. Well, I mean, it, well, or at least that out. Deku has broken out Been of the, the brain. Only the only one, one that out. can bro- break out of his brainwashing. That may be why Minoma is just sort of like, I may not be able to copy his ability. Because he recognizes if he can break out of one ability, then I may not be able to use mine on him. Which is so. pretty interesting, mm-hmm. kind of a thought. Of Minoma is not, exi- not an idiot. He's no. just, you know, obsessed with proving that his class is superior to 1A. Well, he does have a quirk that lends himself to be powerful. Yes. Like, very powerful. In the right circumstances. Of course. Well, you also... There's thing pro- and I'm, wanna, assuming also, I'm, all, I'm assuming also there's a time limit to how long he can copy their abilities. I don't know. He did touch in the last episode we saw, not the one we most recently... He touched the shoulder... Oh, um, not him. Kaminari touched his shoulder. Yeah, I saw that. So he he might already have that Kaminari's ability. I don't know if he has to touch them, or they can touch him, or how well, the touching needs to work. During the, uh, the sports festival, he had to touch them. He may have evolved his quirk, so now it's just any sort of contact. But it wasn't skin contact either. It was on his shoulder, so we don't know. I was just saying, just in case, maybe he has the hardening ability. We don't know. Yeah. Um, but he could have prepared so hard for this. Just be like, all right, match is coming up. Yo, Class 1B, gather around. Let's see what we can do. Huddle up. <laughs> you know, and I'm assuming he has... I'm assuming also that he has control over... Uh, which quirk he can, which quirks he can Ooh, copy? Tail so, splitter. You know? If he takes tail splitter, he could get those pieces off to touch anybody around and get that quirk. But then he would have to. He would only be able to co- if he still only has three. He can only copy two. Yeah, that's fine. That's true, but um, or he could use it's yeah. It's like I said, or he could replace tail splitter with the last one he picks. But then he would have to reassemble himself before he could really undo the tail splitter. Otherwise, I'm assuming he won't have any control over those pieces, and then he's just. <laughs> yeah, that's all. He only used like two or three. Yeah, pieces. but then he's missing chunks of his body and might start bleeding out. Yeah. Don't I'm, know how that quirk works. Exactly. I mean, I'm assuming the the reason she doesn't start bleeding out and everything is because that's just a the necessary quirk. secondary part of her quirk. But if her quirk were to be taken away from her when she's in pieces, like if she were hit with one of those quirk anti quirk bullets. She'd be dead. She'd probably die. You know, or, but let's say it was just like one hand that got detached and then she gets shot. Does she start bleeding from the stump? 
You know, there's a or lot could of... she break herself apart before the bullet hits? I mean, if she has enough forewarning. Yeah. Um, it's like, again, comparing her quirk somewhat to Buggy, well, Buggy the Clown's quirk in, uh, in One Piece. His quirk essentially made him immune to sword damage. Because he could literally just chop himself to pieces. He could split himself to pieces from it. And then just reassemble himself. We also got Tatsuki. He could have walked around and touched anybody from like 1A and try to grab their powers. This is, this is true. Or they were like, yo, get the fuck away from me. Don't touch me. Take my power. What if, he's taken, what if he's taken Kendo's power from all the times that she's like judo chopped him? <laughs> she judo chops him on flesh to flesh. Exactly. So, you know, it's like the first time he tries, somebody tries to t- attack him and suddenly big fist. <laughs> I mean, I could see that happening where like Deku's going for like an attack and just catches it. He's like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> He's 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 literally the gamble on their team. He's literally the we don't know the when, wild card. He the is wild the wild card, card in general. He could do or probably do, depending uh, on depending on how many quirks he can copy. Now, if it's more than three, you have to throw all your strategizing out the window. Especially if uh, there's no time limit. I'm assuming there is a time limit thing to it. Oh, and the binge cat has fallen asleep. I just heard that little snore there. But, um, yeah, it was a good episode. Um, so we'll be back in two weeks uh, f- with uh, for more My Hero. Uh, Got to start uploading the uh, the One Piece episodes that we've done. One Piece. Not One, One Piece. Punch. One Punch Man. Because I've been talking about One Piece. That's why my brain went there first by mistake. Uh, yeah, One there's, Punch Piece Man. You know somebody has probably already written that uh, fanfic. Someone did a cosplay that combines Spider-Man with uh, Saitama. <laughs> of course they did. Uh, well, we'll talk about that off mic. I think that about wraps things up. Uh, looking forward to seeing where things are going to go. Yeah, Manoma's the wild card in this. But uh, that'll wrap it up for this edition of the Hero Cast. So for Sam, I am Jay. And we will see you in two weeks. Later. Plus Ultra! Thanks for listening to the Bored to Death Binge Cast. Be sure to check out our library of past podcasts via CKCC Radio or via our YouTube channel, and give us a like and subscribe. We'll see you after our next binge.